Hey, everybody. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Misfits Managed podcast. I am your co-host, Lauren Dreyer. Hey, and this is your boy, your boy, Coach G. What's up, peeps? Well, this is this was a big thing that uh, Gary and I have both really talked about and both highly relate to it. And we've had a couple conversations outside of this on this topic, but we are talking about being the exception. So, Coach G, I'm going to let you take it. Oh, man, I'm so excited about this. I mean, I've been thinking through this for a couple of weeks, Cal, you know, because remember, yep, I was bringing this to you last week. So I had a rough and busy week this past week, so I didn't get to dive into as much as I want to, but it's still kind of in me. So I'm I'm ready to go. So Misfits Managed Episode 5, I'm excited to even be able to say that, <laughs> be the exception, yep. be the exception. So number one, I have to say, Lauren and I are not the average people. We are the exception. We strive to be the exception. We don't want to be in a box. We're not going to be in a box. The weeks leading up to this conversation, we've talked about different ways that um, it's it's hurt us to be in those boxes. So we're breaking out tonight. Sis, you with me? Are you breaking out tonight? I'm I'm with you. And I have to say, you you posted something. I don't remember what platform <laughs> it was on the other day. And it was so on the same page. Did you see that? <laughs> Girl, I post so much stuff. <laughs> I don't know which but, one it was, but well, so on the all of my thoughts on the sheet I sent you, I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, but if you didn't. I, you did this a couple of days ago, and I just started laughing the minute I saw it because the number one quote when you told me this was came to my head was, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you Come were on. born to stand out? Yes, yes I don't yes. think we had talked about it yet. And you said that the other day, and I was just like, oh, we are on the same page. Same page, but that's what I'm loving, so. Yep. Come on, this is this is a juicy topic. So we got to jump into this. So Let's do it. Um, so be the exception. You know, what does it mean actually to be the exception? What does it mean? Well, to be the exception means you're going to have to embrace being different than everyone else. Yep. You know, it, you talk is cheap. You can say I want to be the exception. Yep. But to really be that, as Lauren and I are trying to walk out for you guys. To be the exception literally means embracing being different than other everyone else. Yeah. Now, let's talk into that. You can't fit in and be the exception. No. Nope. You hear me, Lauren? You can't fit in and be the exception. It just doesn't work. Well, it, it seems to me like that's like kind of the definition of it is you are the one off. You're the exception. You're the, you're the one that is not... I don't know. I don't even know the right word for it, but you are the <laughs> exception. <laughs> right. Well, I think when you say that, you know, that you can't fit in and to be the exception, you have to be different than everyone else. The first question, as I pondered and studied this, is people are going to say, well, why? And yeah. I'm just like, that is crazy. But that is probably the most logical response that we're going to give. Yeah. Well, I would say the answer to that is some of the things that we're going to talk about. So both have discomfort. Yep. And what I mean by both is 
when you try to fit in, you have internal conflict. Yep. What do I mean by internal conflict? It's because you being your authentic self creates conflict in other people because they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's he doing over there? What's she doing over there? Yep. You know, so you want to be all the things that are bubbling up inside of you, but you're forced to live in this box or this cage and be just like everybody else. Um, so that's where that un internal conflict boils out. What are you thinking on that? You know, I think it's funny because I think it kind of goes both ways because when when you live out, when we live out being the exception, it creates conflict outside because nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, people don't know how to deal with people who are good, who are proud to be different. But on the reverse for me, we've talked about this a couple of times now is when we try to fit in, I can't right. see That's me. Our internal conflict. Right. Try to fit in, <laughs> but it doesn't work. And then you get that internal conflict of like, this doesn't work for me. So honestly, there's conflict either way, but you got to do what's right for you because we're not made to fit in with everybody. Right. So, I mean, I, when you, when you're brave enough and it takes bravery, it Ooh, takes courage. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. It takes bravery and courage um, yep. to not fit in. But when you do that, that's where yeah. that external conflict comes into play because yep. you are exposed. You are exposed and now everyone yep. sees you as different. And different in our society means you're weird or uh, you're awkward. People even will take you trying to be different as arrogance. Who does he or she think that she is? Guilty of all of the above. I don't know about the arrogance piece, probably a little bit sometimes because I'm human, but weird, super awkward, all of it. All of it. And it is what it is. Yeah, but that's my challenge to people. Dare yeah. to be different. I mean, yes, you have the internal conflict because yep. your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit is crying out to be uniquely, yeah. unapologetically you. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about, and I think you asked me this question, what does that look like or feel like for me when I don't get to be myself when I'm closed in the box? And yep. I think my response scared you. Yeah. I remember that because... I told you a story of how that took me down such a dark road that being locked in that box for so long left me in a place that all I wanted to do was die. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one on this planet that feels that way. I know the majority of people feel that way when they can't be themselves and they're stuck. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I And I think that comes from a place of fear because we've always been told how we are supposed to be you need to go here and you need to have you know this degree this background um you need you need to do these things and only recently has it started changing but then it's it's almost not even a thought that something else is even a choice or an option Right. We're just, you know, going with the crowd and doing the things and um, 
doing what we're supposed to do. It's not even a forethought that you could be something else. You could do something else, even if it's not um, a nine to five, even if it's not a what a typical job looks like with whatever field or industry you're going in. Right. That's so good. I mean, there's so many people out there that want to change. They want to be different. But let me throw this nugget at you. I'm so interested in see what your response to uh -oh. this is going to be. <laughs> so, and I think this is the response of most people. And I think yeah. when people respond to us because we want to be the exception, and I know we have the internal and the external conflict, but yeah. I think the overrounding question here is when people around you say that you've changed, remember it's because they're not in a place to see and say that you've grown. Chew on that. When people around you say that you have changed. How many people tell us that all the time? You've changed. You changed. You're so different yeah. now. Remember, most likely, that's because they're not in a place to, number one, see or be able to say or articulate that you've grown. They see the change as a negative and not evolution. Well, and, you know, especially unless it's, you know, like a a haircut or, you know, me dyeing my hair some crazy color or something like that. <laughs> but usually it's a, it's like that. And they, they see that you carry yourself in a different way. They see the, the comfort, the natural, authentic, confident you coming out. And it's because you you radiate that and because right. all of a sudden they're like like they can't tell what has changed about you like you don't have a haircut you didn't you know you're not all clean shaven maybe you are but people can notice a difference but they don't understand what that difference is and i love it when people say that to me because i'm like thank you you noticed right, right. okay but Great point, which kind of leads me into my next point, because okay. now that you're exposed and you're seen, there's always a negative response or condemnation, or condemnation to that. So yeah. to be the exception most likely means you will be alone. And people and, are terrified of being alone. And there's nothing that sucks more than feeling like you're alone around a ton of people. Right. Around Nothing. a ton of people or in a relationship or in yes. a situationship, whatever it is, friendship, yeah. whatever. That is a terrible feeling. Um, been there, been there, done that. And that to me, that used to in the past it would have would have scared me. Some days, let's be honest, it still does because that lonely is not fun. Nobody wants no. to feel that. Nobody wants um, that. But I will say that is when I have learned to go internal right. and figure out what's missing. Um, sometimes that means I'm blaming myself for something. Sometimes that means I've got a lot of anger that day and I'm 
uh, really angry with somebody. Maybe that some days that's me. Um, it also means a lot of times that's when I have to hit my knees and say, Lord you know, help me. Yeah. I, I can't do this by myself because that's the only time I get relief. And it's kind of like, okay, like I, yes, I feel that loneliness, but it it's that piece of how desperate do you need to be to honestly say it's me and God. Well, see, I love that. That's wonderful. The journey of a warrior, my journey. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the passive, the, I mean, I made that, I made that decision. Yep. You know my story over the last three, four years, the journey of a warrior. Yeah. Um, but I made a decision that the path of exception, knowing that it's completely different than everyone else's experience, knowing that means that I'm not going to be with other people. I'm going to be alone. So yeah. as you said, it made me go inside and number one, learn more about me. Yep. It made it it allowed me to free space, clear space. Because I was able to deal with my traumas, deal with my issues that are now visible to me because I focused more on me. And yep. then it also, as I said, allowed me to release, stirred up gifts inside of me because now there's space for new things, as we yep. talked about a couple of weeks ago, becoming a writer and yep. all these other new things. So <clears throat> that's just been awesome. Um, yep. I've just learned instead of fighting it, see it as an indicator that I'm on the correct path. And you know, the funny part is I, I was talking about this a little bit ago, um, as in like a couple hours ago. And I was thinking <laughs> is a lot of times the exception is thought of as a bad thing. Like you have, you know, all the accounts that, you know, you got the exception that has to do things different and has to, you know, require more work or you have the exception on um, maybe a sports team that maybe has to have a little extra attention. They have to have special something or other. And sometimes it's seen as um, a pain in the butt. It's something right. extra you have to deal with. And right. Some people very much may feel that about people who are the exception. I don't know, may feel that about me. Sure, why not? But embracing being the exception and being that different person who doesn't fit in a box, as much as it's not easy, um, sometimes it's frustrating because I'm like, man, maybe life would be a little bit easier if I didn't have to, you know, be in this spot. And then I'm like, no, no, we're not going there because that's not who I am. And then mm. I'm, but when, when I fully let myself be in that label of the exception, be like, yeah, okay, this is me. And when I, you know, course correct a little bit, it is so much lighter. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm That's back. Good. And it's, it's easy 
even though it's lonely sometimes, it's easier for me to be the exception than it is for me to be anything else. That's good. And see, I guess to tag on your point, I think for me, what I've learned in that space, if everyone is cheering for me, if everyone is really cheering for me and I've got all this great support, you know, obviously support's important, but yeah. if everyone is cheering for me, what does that mean to me now? It means I'm just like everyone else. It uh means huh. that I'm, I'm doing what everybody else is doing. I'm no different than anybody else. And that's not, that's not where I want to be. Mm hmm. I work hard to be the exception. I don't want to be like anybody else. Yep. Not saying again, in arrogance that I'm any better than anybody else. I just simply don't want to be like anyone else. I want to be uniquely unapologetically me. Yeah. And, and that should be celebrated. It should be. And, you know, I, I think you make a good point with the arrogance piece because being able to be comfortable in this spot and having that confidence can very much come off as arrogance. And to me, that's kind of just like any other judgment is like, you can think I'm arrogant if you want, but I'm I'm just confident in who I am. And a lot of times when somebody calls you arrogant, again, that is internal their own internal conflict, insecurity. right? That's what I'm trying Right. to internal insecurity in them coming out for whatever reason. So that I that's agree. you gotta it's it not fun to hear. And It's made me second guess myself a, a good handful of times, I'll be honest, but I'm like, no, you can call me arrogant, but I'm I'm just confident in who I am. Well, how about we say it this way? Misery will always have company. Always. Misery loves company. And then success breeds contempt. Yep. So I'm minding my own business and grinding and rise from the bottom, you know, broken, you know, the journey of the warrior, lost everything. And as I grind and rebuild it and get it back, success breeds contempt. Instead It does. of that, the people around you saying, oh, my God, look at where that guy came from. He was up at this level. He lost literally everything. But look at him grinding, and now he's rebuilt everything that he lost. Mm hmm That's where that misery always has company. You know, instead of people celebrating the difference, the exception, that's where that jealousy kicks in. And Yeah. then there's contempt. You haven't done anything to anybody, said anything wrong, done anything wrong, No. but just because you're successful. Or, let me throw this at you, just because it's you. Some of those people Yeah. loved when you were down. Because Yeah. that, in their mind, that made you just like them. Mm. You know, you know what keeps popping in my mind is jealousy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy comes out in nasty ways and makes people say and do some nasty things. And, Ugly, ugly stuff, yeah. and you know, it's not an excuse, but it is context. And I, I've been the person who is very jealous. I've been there a lot of times. And it it's put me in a rough place. Um, it's probably ruined a relationship or two. Right. For absolutely no reason. 
And honestly, every once in a while, I struggle a lot with it. Cause I'm like, man, it'd be, um, you know, Hey, I, I want to be where they are. I want to do what they're doing or whatever it is. I wish I would be good at that. And I'm like, yeah, but people mesh for a reason. Exactly. People pair up for a reason to fill those strengths, fill weaknesses. Right. Build the network, find your tribe. Well, I just say it's a choice. Yeah. That we intentionally make the choice to be just like everybody else, or we make the choice to be the exception. I mean, if you don't want to make waves, be mediocre. Yeah. If you want to just be normal and fit in, do that. I mean, if you want to dress like them, talk like them, act yeah. like them, go where they go, think like they think, just be normal. Be mediocre. But as a basketball coach, when I was coaching at Warrior Hoops, yeah. one of the things that I would tell my kids is being a believer, a man of God, nothing God created was average. Nope. So how do I how do I intentionally live a life of average when nothing that God created was average? That also includes me. And Lauren, that actually also includes you. Right. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what I have found, so you and I have kind of been on parallel journeys for a while. Some we didn't right. know it when we didn't know each other, obviously. And now we're kind of like, hey, look. Um it it took me a long time to kind of grow into that and i i used to be that person that wanted to go with the crowd i didn't i didn't want to be different i didn't want to you know use my voice i didn't want to do any of that stuff i wanted to blend in i was terrified to stand out because i was terrified i'd be wrong i was terrified i'd be right, right. criticized and all those things I and get that. I just got to a point where I was just like, come at me. I don't care because it just got so old fitting in. And I'm like, if I, if this is what it is to fit in, like this is miserable. Exactly. And but it, it was so much more fun and freeing. To not fit in and be good with that. Unapologetically. I love it. Unapologetic. Yeah. I mean, I just want to remind myself. I want to remind you. I want to remind our audience. Yeah. It takes courage to be different. Yep. And to go where you've never gone before. I mean, the courage and bravery that that requires, the fortitude inside that that requires is just awesome. I will say this. It The world needs people to be bold and brave enough to mm -hmm. be themselves yes. the world needs it it's not a mm -hmm. one thing look at look at everything happening right now 
the world needs you to be so excited, so on fire to be who you are. And it doesn't even have to be something like huge, extravagant and like, you know, a public figure or something. It doesn't have to be that. Right, right, exactly. It can be whatever it looks like for you. But the world needs you to be bold and brave enough to be you. Exactly. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. And, and I think COVID showed us, especially in this country, that yeah. we are we are we have become sheep. Yeah. And we'll just fall in line and be like, look like, act like, talk like, walk like everybody else, just because. Yeah. And I I, you know me, I completely rebel against that. I don't think I'm any better than anyone else. I just have come to the conclusion that I do not have to settle. I don't have to put myself on clearance to be accepted. Well, I will say this because I have struggled with that sometimes. It is different to want more. And it is not bad to be happy where you are. Exactly. Because there have been times where I've struggled with that. And I'm like, how do I do both? And sometimes I still do. But you can do both. You can be thankful and grateful for where you are. And right. say, but I, I'm going for more. I'm like, this is not, this is not the end for me. This is not where I'm supposed to stay. Well, again, that, that goes back to what I was talking about, that yeah. nothing that God created was average. Yeah. That I think we should always be striving to be better, not in a place to, you know, to be greedy or to hoard the blessings that you, you know, attain yeah. as you go up the ladder. That just creates space for me to be a bigger giver. Yeah. That gives me more influence to help more people. I think it becomes negative when that person does all those things and it's just solely for them. Yeah. You know, oh, they're trying to increase their power. They're trying to increase their wealth, their influence just for themselves. Yeah. No, that's I totally when I can that. see it becoming negative. So. Right. And so I, I got to throw this out here because throw it, throw it. we were, we were talking about this and it just says it, it just, it depicts it so beautifully of, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about uh, the divergent series. Mm -hmm. and this whole thing, like it is laid out so beautifully in that movie of let's let's streamline, let's put everybody in the movie. They call it factions. They put everybody, you know, in their faction. And if if their streamlining didn't work for you, if you were out of the norm, you were divergent. They're um, they use a serum in the movie to um figure out if you were divergent and faking it or not and i thought it was mm -hmm. hilarious because like the potion doesn't work on somebody who is divergent and that's how they can tell they were the outcasts they were um they were the people who were going to throw the system off and they they got shunned to the side and I absolutely 
loved how it worked because as a uh, main character Tris was going through all of the tests and everything, <laughs> I remember. you know, she would get in the test and she would do something and she's like, well, this isn't real. And everybody would, and uh, the guy would be like, how did you do that? Because she thought differently because she was the exception. Exactly. I was going to say that. She was And the one that thought outside the box. yeah. And so she had to figure out how to, well, essentially trick the system. But in the end, she was able to, well, essentially shine bright. Mm hmm But they were able to overcome everything. And it just depicts this, this whole scenario and this subject so well. And... But it also really outlines how no matter how hard they tried, they couldn't keep her in a box. Mm -mm. that's that's the thing that you have to realize is when you're the exception you can't be Yeah. i mean temporarily maybe but you Yeah. can't be held you can't be held down Yeah. i mean i i've just learned to your point that and i think i have to i have to shout out to izzy the intentional Yes. healer uh that's really helped me live an intentional life has really helped me i mean i'm not there 100 but i'm moving in that direction but it's helped me to realize that You know, if people can't accept my growth and I'm at a place where I have to shrink or become lesser of myself to stay connected to them, yeah then I don't need that. They need to grow up or I need to just let go of that situation or that person or that group or whatever, the job, yep whatever the scenario is. yep What do you think about that? um i think that's a yes <laughs> all of that um I, th I think that's also a whole nother episode, but Ha I also think it is hard to figure out what that looks like in each individual life, because sometimes letting go of a group or letting go of a person means, um, as I've seen it anyway, you, you're still... around them maybe it's just that you choose to not associate with them as much or on a regular basis um and sometimes that hurts sometimes Mm hmm it hurts a lot and all, you got to figure out what it looks like for you in each separate situation and sometimes it means leaving a group of co-workers that you absolutely love you you know felt supported by and everything else but i i think it's um I'm loving you feeling this. You're feeling this. I can feel that. i i think it's necessary Mm hmm. the other piece i would add to that is sometimes we we think we need to get rid of people or groups when in all reality we need to figure out why we think we need to get rid of them 
and figure out if that's us making up a story about maybe why we're angry with them or where the trauma is with that mentally, physically, whatever the case may be, because um, sometimes it just takes a little, little something extra to figure out that you're attaching, you're attaching something to them that has nothing to do with them. I've done that too. It's been done to me. Um, so yeah, easier said than done, but necessary. I like that. Yeah. I know. I just, I still view though. Um, you know, if, if people can't connect where I'm going, yeah. You know, if they can't see the vision, mm -hmm. if they can, and I'm not saying I got to see the whole vision because vision is not a community thing. It's a personal thing. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, if that person's connected to you, they should have trust in you, belief in you, and just, you know, their support yeah. of you has to continue. But, yeah, if they can't get or connect to where I'm going, then that I've learned what that tells me. It's already a dead-end dead end situation. Yeah. It's already a dead-end situation. And that that relationship or that job or that friendship or whatever it is, is already dead. It's walking dead. I mean, it might not be dead in that very moment, but it's really just a matter of time before it is dead. Yeah. Because either you have to shrink back to that person's reality or they're going to have to come up to yours. And if neither one of you are in a place where you want to do that, you know, people are stubborn. Yeah. And if if that other person is not willing to come up to your level of growth and... um see the vision that you've laid out for yourself um then you have to shrink back to be with yep. them or you gotta let them go yeah hard reality i mean that's that's been my story of the journey of a warrior some near and dear yep. people to my heart just couldn't understand and maybe they even felt like i didn't deserve you know yep. that i deserve to be stuck i deserve to go through the hurt and pain you know because of some decisions i'd made um, that, that was my penance and I didn't deserve good, good things. I didn't deserve to work my way out of that hole. You yep. know, now that I'm saying that, maybe I'm thinking that maybe that was the motivation. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree with all of that. Um, that that's deep, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been chewing um, on this for a couple of weeks, sis. Yeah. I also, I've been wanting to post different things about this, but I'm like, I can't post until we do the show. So. Well, and I, there, there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. Right. Which we will get into at a later time. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. But. I think you've got to do at the end of the day, what's best for you. You can't be sheep. You know, as I said, COVID taught us that we will follow the masses. You know, all of us thought a lot of that stuff that was thrown at us was crazy. Yep. And in, as we talked about the internal conflict, we thought, Oh my God, I'm not doing this. But what did we end up doing? We did it anyway. And then the ones of us that finally took a stand 
Here we have the external conflict yeah. and said, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not wearing no crazy mask. What did society do to us? We were ostracized. I remember going into grocery stores and people were fighting because someone yeah. wouldn't wear a mask. They dared to be different. Yep. And as you said earlier, it was all fear-based. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think I got to say, whenever somebody asks me about COVID, uh, everybody automatically assumes me to say, yeah, it sucked. It was horrible. All mm -hmm. of that. And as much as, yes, it sucked and it was horrible. It was also much needed. Not that we wanted the world to get sick. Not that we wanted all of that stuff to happen. But it also it also made people figure out themselves. It I mean it it made me dig pretty dang deep and it pulled up a lot of stuff, but it also triggered a lot of stuff to come out that I needed to get out. Right. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And it it made me figure out a lot of things about myself. So uh, it was a I had I had two small kids at home. It was not easy for me. I had, I was a stay at home mom. I had two small kids. Um, and, you know, my everyday plan was we're we're going to get out and about. We're going to do this. We're going to go do whatever we want. And that didn't happen. So it for, it forced me to deal with a lot of things and it forced me to uh, put my ego aside, too. Mm -hmm. But it also mm -hmm. showed me a lot of the reasons why, again, I am the exception. Well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. And I have to I have to celebrate you, sis, because this has been awesome watching the evolution of the superwoman, Lauren. <laughs> and just the more I've learned about you, the more we do the shows, the more we talk off show. Um, man, I'm just blown away by your courage, your strength, your fortitude, your diligence and dedication to be yourself unapologetically. And yeah, it's powerful. So I appreciate that you. about you too, Coach G. Kudos, yeah. But yeah, we got to wrap this up. Um, this has been another exceptional show <laughs> no pun intended but yes um misfits manage again episode five be the exception you guys be the exception um, be the exception for sure yeah so i'm just gonna leave it at that i have nothing else to say that speaks for itself all right be the exception do what you need to do to do that and we will talk to y'all next time yeah it's your boy coach g we out